Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 19 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. This week, we are looking at a question that concerns the flood mentioned in the book of Genesis. And specifically, the question is, is it true that almost every civilization has a flood narrative? And why? And so, we'll kind of answer both questions here, kind of the, the, is that true? And then the why, um, kind of in order. And so, kind of to answer the first one, is it true? The answer is essentially Yes, and so now I don't know if it's exactly like every civilization, but as we'll talk about here, it is a great number of civilizations or people groups have an account of a flood. Like, for example, one of the most famous accounts is the Babylonian account uh, found in the Epic of Gilgamesh, okay? And uh, and so it's the similarities are there to where when it was discovered, it actually raised kind of an interesting issue in which some people viewed the similarities as so significant that they then viewed Moses as kind of like essentially plagiarizing the Babylonian account. Because uh, I think, yeah, it was like written probably potentially earlier than maybe when Moses written it. But again, if you believe like the biblical account, even though Moses wrote it a little bit later, obviously the flood happened way before the time of Moses, okay? Um, but, and this isn't kind of a podcast to go into the details of that specifically. However, even though there are similarities, there are some pretty significant differences as well that make it very unlikely that Moses was just plagiarizing this Babylonian myth. Okay, but that's one example. And But what, what's interesting is that you have records of a great global flood um, that have been found not only in places kind of near Israel, kind of like the Babylonian account that we just talked about, but also like not just like in Greece or Egypt, which also has their own kind of mentions of a flood account, but there have been accounts of a flood found from people groups kind of all over the world, actually. And so it's really interesting. And so... Um, in my kind of research as I was going through this question, uh, I thought I found some further information that I thought was very interesting, actually. And again, we can go into a lot more detail, but not kind of going too overboard with all this. But um, for example, uh, some of the kind of uh, statistics or stats I kind of found here uh, in relation to all this was uh, one person was talking about how there have been traditions of a global flood found among over 120 tribes from the continental United States, okay, many of which uh, these accounts date back to times before kind of Europeans came to the continent. So, like, maybe some people might try to argue, well, you have missionaries going about and they're kind of spreading the truth of the Bible or different things, and so that's affecting people's accounts. And so when missionaries come, then that kind of skews things. But in this case, like, and with a lot of cases, a lot of these uh, traditions date back to before kind of missionaries would have been coming and everything. And so, for example, uh, some of the tribes that were here in uh, the continental United States, you have um, 
like they said, like over 120 tribes that had different, like had these accounts of a global flood. Okay, that's significant. So again, over here in uh, kind of the United States. And then there was even more, right, that they found like over 36 traditions from tribes in kind of located in Canada and the Arctic regions of North America. So some of those tribes um, from there have accounts of a flood as well. Uh, you even have over 170 traditions of the flood found uh, in places, like people groups from like Mexico or South America. And so, and there's even more beyond that, right? I, I think there's in other places as well. But even if you just add those, right, that's already like, what, over 300 different kind of tribes and traditions that include this. And what's significant about that is that these are places like on the opposite side of the, opposite side of like the globe, right, from um, Israel. I mean, I don't know if it's the exact opposite. Don't like, I don't know critique that too much but like essentially right that we're like nowhere near israel and so you have all these different tribes like from north south america all that that have these accounts of a global flood and so so that kind of answers that first question of yes a lot of civilizations do a vast number uh have this similar flood account but then kind of moving to the next question that was posed in the question was the why, or we can say like, so what does this tell us is another way we can phrase that. And well, I think the main takeaway here, and hopefully you can start to see this is that it kind of helps confirm the authenticity of the biblical account of the flood. Okay. So let's kind of work through this. Let's think through this. So like the biblical account of the flood speaks of a worldwide flood that wiped out everyone except for Noah and his family, okay? And then obviously like the animals and stuff that he had on the ark as well. And so many of these counts have some of those similarities, okay? And specifically, they speak of this worldwide flood. And so on a quick side note, this would go against many people who try to claim that the Genesis flood was just kind of like a local flood in the region of kind of Israel or around that area, okay? That they would say, Oh, like that great flood, that was just kind of like a specific geographical area. But again, that's not what scripture kind of says, right? It, it, scripture itself speaks of kind of a worldwide flood. And then you also have these other accounts found throughout the world that are also saying that there was a worldwide flood. Okay. And if the Genesis account is true, then what? That means that all these different cultures and people groups around the world have common ancestors in who? Noah and his family, okay? Because again, they're the only ones who survived the flood. And so everyone on this earth would have common ancestors in Noah and his family. And so then again, we're kind of making this deduction here, we're going through this. And so if that's the case, then that means all these different people groups all around the world have ancestors who experienced this event. And then through, like, again, following scripture, and then through, like, the Tower of Babel, they were scattered around the earth. So that explains kind of the scattering of how you end up with people all over. So through Tower of Babel, Genesis also talks about, uh, they are then scattered around the earth. But then you think about it, like, these ancestors would have passed on this story. That's a pretty significant story, right? Like, if um, you experience a worldwide flood and you were the only survivors, 
Um, I assume you'd probably want to tell people about that. That'd be pretty significant. That probably beats every other story you could tell um, to your grandkids or something. Uh, So that would have been spread. That would have uh, gone down from generation to generation. And then you can understand that over time, how there would have been some kind of differences that kind of creep in with all these stories, just like you picture the game of telephone where even though you might have that one certain thing said, it gets changed as it gets communicated. Um, And so that explains why even among these accounts, like, yeah, there's some differences, right? Like these accounts are not like word for word exactly like the biblical account. However, you see kind of the essential foundational kernel of truth in all of these. All right. There's some very similarities of like the similar themes or concept found in the vast majority of them, right? Of again, like a global flood that was inflicted by God to punish like the wickedness of man that it involved like a boat or ark or something of some structure. Um, There was a favored family that survived. Okay. Like all those kind of elements are found in the vast majority of them. And again, that would make sense of okay, if this is coming down from a similar ancestor, how you would kind of keep that kernel of truth. It's like our ancestor uh, experienced this. And so while some of the details and things might get changed over time, the kind of general kernel of truth stays the same. Okay, and so what you end up having is that all these different civilizations having these accounts, all these different people groups all around the world actually works very well with the history laid out in the book of Genesis. Okay, it works with the flood. It works with the Tower of Babel. It works with all of it. Okay? And so really, uh, this serves as kind of another confirmation that the Bible gives us real historical events that happen to real people. Okay? These aren't just made-up stories that are just thrown in there to teach a lesson or anything of that. Like, do they teach a lesson? Yeah, for sure. You bet. But they are real historical events that happen to real people. And, I mean, we should have faith in Scripture because we believe it to be the Word of God, and so we trust that. So that's really the ultimate reason why we trust Scripture, because we believe it's God's Word given to us. But we can also see that there are other external factors that also back up the claims of Scripture. Okay? And, and that we should expect that, right? If the Scripture really is the truth we would expect external things to back up the claims of scripture as well. And so this is another example of that. And again, kind of branch this out, because I think we can, when we sometimes think of like the flood or even like creation or different things, right? We can kind of have this thought of like, well, is it really that important? Like if the flood actually happened or not? And the reality is, yes, it is important. Okay. Because if the Bible lies about one thing and says it happened when it really didn't, then how can we trust that other things are really true? Okay, like, did Jesus really exist? Did he actually die and rise again? Is faith in Jesus really the only way to eternal life? You can quickly see how all of scripture can unravel if we start kind of like giving way and just kind of like, oh yeah, I don't know if that really happened. That might not have happened. That's not true, right? Like, that doesn't work, okay? And so if the Bible claims one thing to be true in a real historical event, then it was a real historical event, right? And if it wasn't, then what? It kind of shakes the foundation on everything else in Scripture, okay? 
But what we see here is just another confirmation or another piece of evidence that would support the authenticity of Scripture, specifically the account of the flood. Okay? And so we know then that the Bible is the truth, and so it will stand up to different scrutiny, and that should give us great comfort. Okay? So hopefully um, all that kind of made sense, and I think, again, this is an example of how these kind of external factors of what we're discovering in different things as kind of things progress through time um, kind of line up with the history laid out in Scripture. And that is comforting. That, again, points to the authenticity of Scripture as well. Okay, so hopefully that all made sense. Hopefully that's encouraging, comfort to you. And again, go look up some of these accounts too and stuff. Like it, it is really interesting of, again, there's they're not like exactly the same, but again, you have that kernel of truth where you can kind of see some of those throughout, okay, to where it would support um, the biblical account and how that would make sense of that was kind of what happened and then things kind of flowed from that, okay? Okay. So hopefully that works. Hopefully that makes sense. And that's going to do it for today's episode. So we'll catch you all next time.